Hello, welcome back to Farmers, Consumers, and GMOs. We're looking at social dimensions and consumer acceptance and examining some of the problems that were encountered early on as these new corn products or soybean products, GMOs, uh, became a part of our food system in the 1990s. So let's take a look at, we've, we've examined the, the monarch butterfly issue, let's take a look at the, the corn, uh, the taco shell uh, issue, and how, understand, see if we can understand again how this was related to the development of these GMOs that were BTs that uh, were designed to to protect the plant from an invading insect called the European corn borer. All right, so in, in this case, it involved a different kind of BT uh, that was still in the process of being examined by the regulatory agencies. And, and the, the trade name that the company was using for this product was Starlink, okay? Uh, it was a BT uh, in that a gene from Bacillus thuringiensis bacteria uh, was isolated that encoded a, a protein, a cry protein that had toxicity to the European corn borer. But it was a different version of a, of a BT protein, a different kind of BT protein that had different kinds of properties than those that were, were, uh, had been already investigated and, and approved and and of course that's that's uh, good if you have a different kind of biological uh, pesticide that that can uh, target the control of, of an insect pest you have more ways that farmers can use to control that pest so there's some advantages to that and that was the motivation for developing this by this company so they had developed products and and were starting to breed this trade into potential hybrids for farmers to grow, but they could not sell the, the product until it had been through the regulatory process. And one of the challenges that the, the regulatory scientists uh, were encountering was the nature of the, the BT protein, this Cry9C BT protein. Unlike uh, the other BT proteins that had been tested, which rapidly digested, uh, in a stomach environment and were very vulnerable to changing their structure when heated, uh, this protein was heat stable. And heat stability is one of the properties that some food allergens have. So the regulatory agency involved said we need more data before we're, we're completely convinced that the risk that this might pose uh, for, for safety to people is is low enough that that the the benefit of having this this new kind of insect protection is worth uh, us approving uh, for farmers to grow. There were some questions. Okay, so uh, FDA w w has the responsibilities we said uh, for safety for consumers. As it turns out, FDA was not the primary regulatory agency. It was the EPA. So there's some overlap and in responsibility here. But the EPA, as they looked at all of the aspects of this Starlink BT corn, had decided that they had enough evidence that it was that it was safe for the environment and it would be just fine to be used 
as a food for animals okay and you know a, a large majority of the corn that farmers grow is fed directly to animals that'd be corn for feed okay so they had decided that they would approve uh, this they would give it deregulated status as long as the farmer was not growing their corn for food uh, for human directly for human consumption but only growing their their corn for for feed to be fed to, to livestock the problem with that decision was the was not recognizing the fact that the fields uh, that where farmers are growing corn for feed are right next to the fields where farmers are growing food for corn, uh, corn products such as taco shells. And again, the, the same issue that we saw with the monarch butterfly larva, the pollen from one corn plant uh, can move. And if that pollen uh, lands on a silk in, in a plant that's being grown uh, for food, it will carry with it the gene for this this Starlink BT protein. And so you're transferring that trait to the seed and it's the seed of course that's the product that's used to, to make food uh, from corn. So, so while you want to keep it in, in one part of the, of, the, of the food and feed system it could inadvertently end up in another part. As it turns out uh, groups that had an opposition to the use of GMOs recognized this this problem and started testing different kinds of food for the presence of the DNA sequence uh, that was unique to this Starlink uh, type of BT okay and when they started to examine food products they could discover evidence that the the BT corn that was approved for feed was actually uh, the DNA sequence was actually showing up in in food products because DNA is a very stable molecule and and even after you cook something the DNA sequences uh, are there in your taco shells we eat DNA all the time okay so what that what that illustrated was that the regulatory agencies had not done the proper amount of thinking at the ecosystem level, at the production system level, and as a result of this lack of approval yet on, the, on this kind of BT, the, the Starlink BT for, for food, uh, a recall of corn products uh, had to occur. And, and this is very expensive. When a company puts all uh, a lot of money into, into uh, preparing uh, food products, distributing those food products, and then they have to recall those products. That's that's very costly. In addition, uh, it it has a, an impact on the the, the corn market. If uh, uh, global consumers are concerned about about the fact that that some of the corn grown in the in the U.S. by United States corn farmers. Uh, contains a BT that has not been fully approved by the regulatory agencies, uh, the value of that product in the global market is is compromised. Okay, so there there are a lot of uh, economic ramifications of this mistake, and so it occurred in 2000, and and uh, the testing of Starlink as an inadvertent 
addition to to the uh, corn uh, supply that that uh, is produced in the United States uh, continued to about 2008. It was very expensive uh, mistake, and it was a consequence of not fully uh, examining uh, the the regulatory on the part of the regulatory agencies how our food is is grown it, it certainly uh, was a mistake okay now as it turns out there's no evidence that 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 uh, cry 9c protein made by starlink actually has an allergen uh, effect there's no evidence that somebody that that consumed these products got sick as a result of the products but there is evidence that that the the ability to separate feed from food in the U.S. corn system is is not uh, is not a current part of the way our system is run, and that regulatory approval, deregulating it for one reason uh, but not another, uh, was the cause of the problems. So uh, the uh, it was actually not the FDA, but the EPA responsible here. There, this is certainly considered a problem or a mistake, but it was also one that that could be investigated and monitored then after the mistake occurred by our regulatory agencies. Okay, so this uh, uh, gives you an example of the kinds of issues that were encountered with these GMO products. Uh, two examples. There, there were a couple of other issues that that were similar but what they all have in common is is that while there there was uh, uh, some mistakes in the regulatory agencies uh, in the end there is no evidence that that these products had a harm of the on the environment or these products had uh, a harm on consumers okay um, these problems uh, occur with other kinds of products. We, we hear about product recalls. Uh, it's just a part of, of life where you're uh, a part of a society that's, that's using new products that have come about from scientific advance. All right, so we've taken a look at, at uh, some of these uh, issues. And what we will uh, do, do next is uh, take a look at well, what's the current status of opposition to to GMOs.